Miracy. I'm Tom Schwab, and you're listening to Making It. I'm the founder of a business called Interview Valet, and we help thought leaders get heard by their ideal customers on leading podcasts. I grew up in Mayberry, out in the suburbs of Chicago, you know, and life was great, but it was also very small, right? So for me, I had never been more than about 100 miles from my home. What I wanted to be at the very beginning was an architect because we'd go into Chicago and we'd see these great buildings and I'm like, I want to build things. And it wasn't until I got accepted into the U.S. Naval Academy that my life changed. I got on an airplane for the first time, met different people and saw just how big and interesting and diverse the world was. And after a year of that, I'd been around the world, lived in Australia for a week, and my life would never go back to where it was. Now, my parents were great. They worked hard, but they also believed in the world as it was. And I can remember my dad just saying, just be stable, stick with one thing. And so when I got out of the Navy, I had done everything that I wanted to. I'd been served active duty five years. And I remember my dad saying to me, all you've got to do is keep doing this for another 15 years and you can retire. And I appreciated what he said, but I also knew that another 15 years of deployments would wreck my marriage. And so, you know, he called me a fool, but I still moved on. And I went into the corporate world and I worked there for about two years. And then I said, I want to go out and do something else. I want to go into straight commission sales. Because to me, it was more exciting. It was more opportunity, more lucrative. At that time, my dad told me I was a dang fool or words to those effect. He's like, you can't do this, right? What you need to do is just play it safe. Just stay with that job. And you've got a house, a family, a mortgage. You can't keep taking these risks. And that was true for him. For me, it wasn't true. And he lived long enough to say you were right. But for me, that was my path. And I think the stability that he had known in the world that he grew up in was not the same stability here. So I think while I admire what they have done, I have found my own way there and tried to also look at my kids and say, this is what I did, but you find your own way in life. I remember my grandfather told me when I was 17 years old, going off to the Navy, was having a beer with him. I think he thought it was my first beer. I didn't correct him, right? But I remember he said something to me. He said, choose carefully who you drink with because you can't choose who you work with. Now, I understood what he meant, right? He ran a service station in a small town. If you were within 10 miles of Cunningham service station, you were his customer. But today I look at it, it's like, we're all making it, right? Because we get to choose by and large who we work with, right? If you're an entrepreneur, you've got access to thousands, tens of thousands, maybe millions of ideal customers. And you don't have to just take the people that are can drive to your store, right? Now it's an entire market that's open to us. And so you can choose the team members you want to work with, right? You can choose the customers you want to work with. And at that point, it's energizing because you look forward to talking with them. When I travel, I'll call it a business trip, but if I was on vacation, I'd go see them just the same way. So I have to remind myself sometimes that what I'm doing today Every time I wake up in the morning excited about what I get to do, I'm making it because it hasn't been through this throughout history 
or even today in the entire world, right? And to have that opportunity is a rare thing and something to be appreciated. Often we give away our joy and I can't remember all of the problems that I've had over my career and over my lifetimes, but I can remember all of the joys. And those problems that seem so big at the time, you won't remember six months from now, a year from now. Or if you do remember, you'll remember the good parts of it and the growing from it. And too often, I find that I would give my joy away and I was the one that did that. So I would say to enjoy the process, enjoy the joy, laugh at yourself and have fun along the way. I think the best piece of advice I ever got was don't blame the people, blame the systems, right? Because often we blame people, right? Oh, they didn't do it right. They messed it up. 99% of the world wants to do a great job, right? There's always that probably 1% of psychos that want to mess things up, but we've got to remind ourselves we're the ones that hired those psychos. For the other 99%, don't ask why did they mess it up, but what was wrong with the process? right? What can we change to do that? What wasn't clear in my communications to them? What resources do they need, right? Because they want to do a great job. Before I start pointing fingers at other people and saying, why did you do it this way? I look at and say, why was the system not set up for you to have success? I look at making it. It's not necessarily a destination because Often when you get to the destination, it's disappointing. And it's like, what's after that? And the definition of making it, I think, changes with time, right? When you grow up and you see somebody go by in a sports car, it's like, oh, that's making it. Or when you first start out as a business and it's like, oh, if I have a million dollars in sales, I won't have a care in the world. So at a certain point, it's like making it was always that next thing. And there wasn't a whole lot of joy in it. And I'd say early on, it was money, right? Oh, if I had this money, then I would have these things, right? The new car, whatever it was, and especially growing up in a lower middle class family. But I looked at it and it's like, money is easy, right? And it doesn't bring happiness. And I listened the other day and it struck me that you can make $5 million of fentanyl with something like $5,000 worth of base product, right? So if you just want return on investment, you can do that. You can make a lot of money. You'll probably kill a lot of people. You won't be proud of what you do. Oh, and you may go to jail for the rest of your life, right? So maybe money isn't the ultimate answer on that, right? And so to me, one of the things that I look back on and I wish I would have focused more on is relationships. Because to me, relationships are the ultimate currency, right? I'd rather have a friend that I can call in the middle of the night for something than a million dollars, right? And I think as I look back at life, I wish I would have spent more time focusing on those relationships that would have produced things throughout my career and throughout my life and would have appreciated, right? Inflation can destroy money, but it can't destroy relationships. And to me, that's why they're so valuable. There's certain days where you think everything is perfect and then 10 minutes later, it's all fallen apart. We've built this great temple and an hour later, it's like, oh, it's a house of cards. So often we always look forward. Okay, we, I say I, I look forward and just say, this is where I want it to be. And I think it's important to always have something ahead of us to go towards. So I'm always trying to make it, but I have to remind myself sometimes to look back 
and say, what was this like a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago? And I've made so much progress with this. Or looking around at the people that I'm working with and seeing where they started and the progress that they've made. The product that we were offering nine years ago, I'm embarrassed by it. We called it podcast guesting. There was no data. It was more podcast guessing. And I know that whatever we're doing today will just be a fraction of what we're doing years from now. So I have to remind myself, I have not made it, but I am making it and that every day, every step is getting better. I'm Tom Schwab, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at interviewvalet.com forward slash making it. Making It is part of the Mirror CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Just Between Coaches and Once Upon a Business. This episode of Making It was produced by Jeff Govitson and Cassandra Tepevine. That's me. Cynthia Lamb is a supervising producer and Danny Eaney is our executive producer. To catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, please follow us on YouTube or your favorite podcast player. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment or a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.